You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. So it's another day. It's another training camp update. And uh, strange, I forgot to change the intro again. That's all right. I'll just let it cut out. I don't even care. I do whatever I want. But um, strangely and uh, positively, I guess, goodly. The Packers are healthier. These guys have been together for quite a long time now. Obviously, the traveling hasn't started yet, but, you know, it's, it's, we have less people hurt and zero people on the COVID reserve thing right now. We had a couple injuries yesterday, and pretty much everybody's okay. I don't think we saw Montrevious at all, but um, as far as the guys that were injured yesterday... Sidarius and, and Bakhtiari, although they had to take it easy, which again, as I said yesterday, doesn't mean they're hurt. It just means, you know what, either you are 150,000% okay or you just stand there, all right? But everybody's good, and I'm sure at some point that's going to change. You're not going to make it through a whole season without somebody getting hurt. Last year, one of the least hurt teams in NFL history, the Green Bay Packers, still lost Devontae for four games. And we will never be that healthy again. I don't think anybody will ever be that healthy again. But um, probably the most important thing, as much as we like the updates and everything, the most important thing um, is them being healthy, and they are so far. So, fingers crossed. Let's let's keep it that way. Uh, before we get into all that, first of all, thank you all very, very much for uh, those of you that checked out my YouTube channel, Pack Daddy NFL, we just crossed 2,000 subscribers, so I'm extremely excited about that. And I, it kind of just dawned on me right now, this was not my intent, what I wanted to do, what I said I would do when we crossed 2,000 subscribers is that I would do a mock draft. And I actually have a whole other mock draft Facebook group, so there's a lot of people in there. And I reached out to them and I was like, hey, we crossed 2,000, let's do a mock draft, but you guys make the picks. And I thought they'd jump all over it, but... Maybe it's just too early in the season for this, because we've done group mocks in the past, and it was just, it filled up fast. But I can't get enough people involved. Maybe we could do a Green Bay Packers seven-round mock, because I have a feeling there are at least seven people listening to the sound of my voice that would be interested in that. It could be kind of fun. But but the way that it works, and, and part of the reason a lot of people don't want to get involved is because they don't want to put their face on camera, and, and my whole thing is I don't care. Because... <laughs> I have a vision of how this is going to go down, and that involves you taking a video of yourself for about eight seconds saying, with the so-and-so pick, the Green Bay Packers select blah, and you don't have to explain anything, just say that. Have your kid do it. Have your wife do it. Have your dog do it. I don't care. 
But maybe we'll just do a Packers one. Even though I already did a Packers seven-round mock, it would just be something funded. Or we could do, I don't know, there's a lot of different stuff. I'll, well, I'll talk to the Facebook group about it. You get in the Facebook group, we'll figure something out. But I would like to do some kind of an interactive thing as a thank you. But I don't know, maybe people don't want that. Um, on top of the group, make sure you get in the Facebook page. If you appreciate the work, uh, there are some links in the description in which you can uh, get involved and whatnot. Help out, support the show, all that good stuff. Big, giant, massive shout-out to Daryl Wessener. Thank you for the uh, Venmo support. Absolutely fantastic. What else? I think that's it. It's good enough. Let's take a break and uh, talk about uh, whatever. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So I guess we should start off with the scandal of the century. Uh, The Green Bay Packers decided to... Tell the people in attendance you're not allowed to say certain things, like who's with the first team, second team, who's practicing which with which position group. You know, like we've been learning that Josiah DeGuara has been with the, you know, the, the receivers and then the fullbacks. Tyler Irvin has been with the running backs, or the fullbacks, the, the running backs. And the, he's been with the running backs and then the wide receiver, you know, whatever. And so the Packers looked at that and they said, you know what, not a big fan of that. And, you know, since there's no fans in attendance and we have the right to tell the media what they are and are not allowed to report, we could tell them they're not allowed to report this information and it just won't get out. Because unless the people who are peeking underneath the fence can figure out what's going on from their vantage point, good chance the information just will never get out. Now, let's also be clear about something else. If I'm not mistaken, they could just take all of practice inside and say, get out of my face. I mean, they've done that in the in the past where they just have certain things that go inside. Um, I don't know. I I guess I'm torn on it. I I always have been outside of this year. The question for me that I kind of came to this morning was, 
which is the priority? Is it to entertain us or is it to win Super Bowls through which we get our entertainment? In other words, is your job to play a game and then the NFL markets that and lets us watch that and that's what we get to enjoy? Or is the the entire thing just about my entertainment? Because if it's just about my entertainment, we should talk about putting mics and cameras in the locker rooms, miking up the quarterback as he's calling the plays, miking up the sideline, giving us more camera angles, letting us see all the practices, right? Because that's what we need more of because it's really just about my entertainment. As in, I get all access and the NFL is just selling all the access. And then, of course, the other extreme is we don't get any access. Everything is hidden, but it gives them a competitive advantage. And I've always defaulted to their job is to win football games, not to give me information. And and I've always kind of viewed this period of time as I want as much information as possible, but I'm not mad at a football team for saying, no, you're not getting this information because not having this information gives us a competitive advantage. And as a Packer fan, it's hard to get mad at that. To be such a petulant child as to say, you know, I want information. I don't care if that makes us lose because I want. That's silly. I mean, I do want. I absolutely want. I want all the footage. I want to be there. I wish I could be on the field. I wish Rodgers would throw one to me once in a while. I wish Devontae could have showed up yesterday and tried some of these ribs I made because they were delicious and I bet he would have loved them and we'd be best friends right now. But that's not reality. They have a job that is outside of us and believe it or not, outside of the media. And I think there are certain people, not all of them, but certain people that that feel that they are superhuman and basically part of the team and should have full access to whatever they want because they are quote-unquote media. And that gives them this sort of superhuman ability to get whatever they want. And any time a rule is placed in front of them and they are treated as though, you know what, you're not a part of this team, you are outside of this team, they throw temper tantrums. And... Um, Every once in a while, that flares up, and it really, really drives me nuts. The absolute arrogance by some of the people in the media, I just, I can't tolerate it. We've seen it in the past when players won't cooperate, and they throw an absolute fit and start throwing insults at players and everything else because their ego, which is way too big for some... All right, I gotta calm down. Gotta calm down. A little bit. Almost started... Almost got a little inappropriate there. I I just, I don't like it. These, these, these self-important do-nothings. I mean, what, what is so important about your job? The best people that do that job are people that kind of just grinded their way in as super fans. You know, I'll call out Andy Herman, for example, who is somebody that is a fan, a diehard fan, that worked really hard and was just given access. And guess how he acted when all this stuff came down? He mentioned it and then went back to giving us information because as a fan, he wants to relay to us the information that we want. Whereas some of the members of the media decided that they would take this opportunity to protest being told no like they're little children and started sending out tweets like, grass is green at practice and there are some players on it. I'm not allowed to tell you where they're standing, however. And it was just an hour of that kind of petulant nonsense. And I understand maybe sending one of those, like as a joke, but when it goes beyond a joke and you're actually angry about it and you're, you're sort of protesting and now you're not giving me any, any information. And then a lot of them are throwing out this veil of they're angry for our sake. No, you're not. You don't care about us. This is about you and your rights and your ego. How dare you? I'm a member of the media. Get out of my face. I 
just can't tolerate it. And I, I really think there are some people that are fans that happen to be media members, and there are some people that are media members that happen to be covering the Packers. And one half of that equation are some really awesome people who make it their mission to really care about the Packers and provide great content about the Packers. And there are other people who just care about the title of media. They care about the fact that they know Aaron Rodgers by name and he knows me. That if I tweet to him, he'll tweet back and we know each other. And it's it's this cool thing. And they just can't handle rejection. And it makes me insane. I just, I, again, usually this doesn't happen, but maybe once a year, something like this happens and it just drives me nuts. Nobody is impressed by you. Your job isn't hard and you're not even that good at it. You have the opportunity because of a job you got to wear a necklace that has a little piece of paper on it that says, I'm allowed to sit in this room and ask players questions. Please just do your job and shut your mouth. As if you're a brain surgeon or something. Work at a hospital walking up and down halls all day long with men and women that are saving lives on a regular basis. And I'm impressed with you. Why? What in the world are you contributing to, to, to this universe? You have a very simple job. Please just do it and stop whining. Again, whether or not the Packers should be allowed to do this, that's a, a legal issue, right? Maybe we should have a uniform thing across the NFL. That makes sense. But in the meantime, can you just do your job, please? Absolute arrogant. And it, it's, it's a known thing. Right? Aaron Nagler's talked about it when he kind of worked his way up. He was shunned, particularly by one person. But I'll tell you right now, I've experienced it. I was technically working with somebody for some time, and he had an attitude. He wouldn't even give me the time of day. Why? Because he's this all-powerful, all-knowing media person that shouldn't have to look down on someone like me. We've seen that with, with Jimmy Graham, when Jimmy didn't do uh, interviews or whatever. And this particular media member threatened him to his face with a fine. Oh, so you'll be taking the fine then? What? What? What is it? What is that? Is that like a part of your schooling where they just beat arrogant confidence into you? Or is it just a gene that, that people have that correlates with wanting to be a media member? I don't know. It just, again, some of them are great. And I don't want to list too many that are great because then process of elimination kind of kicks in. But you kind of know who I'm talking about, I think. There's, there's three that come to mind right now. Only three. If you, if, you, if you force me to tell you who I'm talking about, three people come to mind. So it's not that wide of a net, although I know there's more than three. Actually, four. There's, there's the one that kind of treated me like garbage as well. So I tend to throw him in that category. I just, I just don't understand. I just don't like people that act that way. And when there's an entire group of people that act that way and then pat each other on the back about how great we are, man, does that drive me nuts. And then provide subpar content. <laughs> Imagine that. Oh, and again, this is not me coming down on the side of the Packers. They might be doing something wrong. I just don't like how some people are handling it. I don't like the attitude that comes with it. That upset me. I mean, it was one of those things where I was upset with the Packers for a half a second, second until I saw how people were handling it, and instantly my my frustration shifted as I'm trying to do my job and get information from the few people that are actually allowed access in. I can't get any outside of maybe Andy Herman. Because everybody's protesting. This absolute egregious injustice. Grow up, dude. Jeez. All you have to do is sit there and watch football. You think I feel sorry for you? Just tell me who threw a ball to who. It's the easiest job in the history of the world. Let's switch jobs. How about that? You want to cry about it? You come here and fix medical equipment at the hospital. And I'll go out there and watch football games. And complain. Cry me a river. <sighs> Great. Now I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
getting to the notes, they did add Hunter Bradley back, which is um, was the last person on the COVID reserve list. As a result, they had to cut down the roster. I think they had 81, so this makes it 82. So they cut Travis Fulgham and Travis Bruffy. Could be wrong about that. Maybe we're at 79, but either way, they cut Travis Fulgham and Travis Bruffy. As far as updates, uh, I mentioned Hunter Bradley. I mean, as far as injuries and whatnot. Corey Lindsley, David Bakhtiari returned. Montrevious and Zadarius uh, at least initially weren't seen. And then not practicing Mercedes Lewis. Then you still got guys like uh, Stepniak, Bolton, etc. that are out for Pup or whatever. Um, today the Packers are practicing inside of Lambeau Field. I don't know if that means there's no media allowed or what exactly that means. But they're practicing inside Lambeau Field, so that's interesting. They also, this practice, did padded practice the first half and then took the pads off and did some kind of walkthrough type exercises. They were asked, or Matt LaFleur was asked about that, and he more or less said, I think they get 14 more padded practices. The CBA only allowed so many, but with the shortened, condensed um, training camp, usually the padded practices aren't enough and coaches don't really like that. They want as many as possible. This year, he's already saying there's probably not enough time to get all the rest of the 14 in. And also talked about it's kind of a wait-and-see thing. they got to monitor the injuries and whatnot. But for the sake of safety, they're probably planning on kind of doing more of what they did today, which is padded practice followed by walkthroughs just to cut down on the amount of actual smacking around. They also said as far as live tackling, they may do more more of that for the younger guys that need more of the, the practice and the training and the evaluation and let the uh, the veterans, who are obviously more critical to the season, kind of stay away from that. As far as specifics, I didn't see a single thing. I mean, obviously there's some wide receiver notes and whatnot that correlate with quarterbacks, but I don't I don't have any specific quarterback note. There were some uh, pretty nice highlight videos of Jordan Love. Uh, the footwork obviously is a problem, but the, the arm talent is there. They had a lot of rollout drills where you take the ball and just kind of run. This big looping arch, we've seen Aaron Rodgers do it several times, and then kind of times, and then kind of uh, on the run throw a pass, and he threw a couple pinpoint passes on the run, which was good to see. Uh, running back notes. Again, not much. The only one that st- stood out was uh, Tyler Irvin. There's a note that says Tyler Irvin also continues his strong start to camp, catching a sideline pass from Rodgers. So I'm actually really excited about him. There's there's no guarantee of anything. There's not even necessarily a guarantee that he's on the active roster. You think about Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams, Dexter Williams, Tyler Irvin, probably not going to bring five running backs, so who doesn't make it? They might bring five running backs, but I'm guessing it's four. I think on average it's closer to three running backs. Somewhere between three and four, five would be ridiculous. It uh, could be that Tyler Irvin is just designated as a wide receiver. That's entirely possible certainly more space over there but then we got to cut somebody up there but I don't, I don't know i'm just saying could be dexter as well i don't know or possibly jamal jamal wouldn't be a uh, practice squad guy he would be either a cut or a trade and again the only reason i even bother to bring that up jamal's a great running back love having him one of the, the the coolest guys on the team so much fun such a great energy and all that you hate to separate him and aaron jones but if we are paying aaron jones we are not paying jamal williams and do the Packers want to risk losing Tyler Irvin or Dexter Williams for a guy like Jamal, who we know is not going to be here in 2021? Just saying. A uh, note about fullback John Lovett. It says John Lovett is having a good start to camp. Really intriguing player. No real elaboration on that, but it's something. Don't really have high hopes on that being a thing. However, the Packers have never had, at least in the last 10 years that I've looked, never gone into a season without an actual designated fullback. And again, Josiah DeGuara is not a fullback. He is a tight end. 
He may play in somewhat of a fullback type role. He is absolutely 100% not a fullback. He is a tight end. You can call him an H-back if you want. That's the closest I'll come to conceding that he's a fullback. Even though I think our lads designates him as a fullback, our lads is just wrong. And I know he's compared to the Kyle Juszczyk kind of guy, and that makes sense to a degree. But Juszczyk is sort of, he's more of a strict tight end. Or excuse me, fullback. Similar role, right? Kind of like, alright, so the Shanahans and the LeFleurs and all that, they like that H-back kind of role. That role can be utilized by a tight end, and it can be utilized by a fullback. There's a range of duties that need to be done, and so it's possible that Matt LaFleur is using a tight end to do it, and Kyle Shanahan is using a fullback to do it, but they both have people filling that same role, and you can still compare them to each other. As far as who fills this role that we want in this system, in our case it's DeGuara, in their case it's Juszczyk, who are technically in different positions. Uh, Big news with Devontae Adams, at least it was in the moment. Devontae Adams, I'll just read the note, hobbled off holding right leg after play in which Adrian Amos played center field and intercepted an Aaron Rodgers pass. So it sounds like their legs got tangled up and at some point Devontae got hurt. He actually went into the Hudson Center to get looked at, so that was a really scary thing. The only good news is that he walked off in his own power, but I'm pretty sure um, Aaron has also done that Maybe even Jordy might have done that when he tore his ACL. I think he walked off. So it still really, really scared me that he may have done some serious damage. But very shortly after, the the note Adams is coming back, perhaps not to practice, but he's on the field. The next note, Devontae is jogging. And then um, Devontae talked to Aaron Nagler, says, we're good, don't worry. And then uh, after the pads came off and they did 11-on-11 work without the pads, Devontae got involved in that. So he's good. Is it possible they hold him out tomorrow? Entirely. Because again, if he even has any kind of soreness or whatever tomorrow, or today I should say, they're just, they're not going to mess with it. Um, Equinemius had a bunch of, I shouldn't say a bunch, he had at least one drop, and there was a lot of frustration from the people covering it that, you know, there's just been a lot of drops in camp. Matt LaFleur later came out and said, yeah, that's kind of expected. These guys haven't had a lot of work. I don't know that I necessarily buy that. You've been a wide receiver your whole life. You should have been practicing the entire offseason. I feel like catching a football shouldn't be entirely hard. At the very least, we should look at it and say, this is this is not okay. Granted, if, if, if it gets corrected, cool, but, you know, kind of not okay. Please catch the passes. Um, it was a Jake Kumaro note. Rogers, a Kumaro connection is alive and well. A laser beating the coverage of Savage, Savage and Alexander up the right rail. That accidentally got mixed in with the EQ note, so I'll just read that one. Uh, but Matt LaFleur did come out and uh, have a... A big compliment for Equinemius, and this this really does matter, especially with what we talked about yesterday with with Jordan Love and the footwork and how important kind of just understanding, you know, the the first step is you need to know how to play the way we want you to play. If you're going to get on the field, it's because you understand what it is I want you to do. Playing well is the second step, and that's sort of the Rashawn Gary issue where we, we forced you out there, but I don't think you really understand, understood exactly all the, the details. So you're kind of watching a work in progress. Um, but the note on Equinemius from Matt LaFleur was, he knows our playbook inside and out. He knows the finer details. He's a long guy that's got a really nice catch radius, and he has good speed, which is true. He is tall and fast. MVS gets all the credit for that because he is faster, but I think Equinemius is taller, and um, I think he's like 4'4 speed. I'm not positive about that, and I don't feel like looking it up, but it's it's fast. He's fast. I mean, that's Trevor Davis speed. That's... uh. Jeff Janis speed. 
on like a 6.5 frame. So I continue to be excited about Equinemius and his poten potential contribution. Needs to stop dropping balls, but excited. Uh, Malik Turner note. Malik Turner's made two really nice catches in drill. I don't expect him to make the team, but, you know, it's a nice note. Travis Fulgham also had some nice notes <laughs> a day before he was cut. But, you know, still good to make an impact. Didn't see a single note about tight ends. There were obviously a, a severe decrease in notes, partially because media members not being able to tweet things out, and also because a lot of them just felt the need to protest and not talk about what was going on. So, uh, definitely a lower number of tweets today. Uh, Bakhtiari, more or less. Yeah, Zadarius is on the field. He, Zadarius also came out on the field when the, the pads came off. But uh, Bakhtiari, who wasn't doing work in pads also. So once the pads came off, a lot of these guys went out. Devontae went out. Zadarius came out and practiced. David Bakhtiari, who was on the sideline, decided to come out. Not decided, was told to come out and practice. Um, Alex Light, during the padded practice, again, took David Bakhtiari's spot. So for those uh, 53 people working on your rosters, Alex Light has been pretty well cemented, at least so far, as the number three. It would be very surprising if Alex Light was not on the roster. Granted, he hasn't done a very good job, but you would think if they're considering somebody else taking that backup spot, they would give him some opportunities to fill in for David Bakhtiari, and so far it's been all Alex Light. Uh, another good Rashawn note, he's had about one a day. Rashawn Gary just absolutely worked Zach Johnson for a would-be sack on Jordan Love. Now, you could look at that as, as a positive note. You could also look at that as a negative note. He beat somebody who I've never heard of in my life. And why is he working with the number threes? <laughs> because although the, they're not allowed to to uh, you know tweet out which team that this is, first team, second team, third team, I'm pretty sure the Zach Johnson, Jordan Love team would be third team. So, but, you know, at least he won. And then uh, another note, Tim Williams with another quote-unquote sack, this time on Rodgers. He's shown up big the last couple of days. I guess that's kind of your answer, right? Why is Rashawn Gary with the threes? I don't know. Why is Tim Williams with the ones? Mixing it up, I guess. Um, no big notes on Christian Kirksey today. Doesn't mean he did anything wrong. It just, if he did something good, it wasn't tweeted about. But there was a note from Matt LaFleur. It says, uh, Matt LaFleur with high praise on Christian Kirksey. Quote, I've been super impressed with Christian. He's a pro's pro. He's on top of his assignments and directing traffic out there. So very, very cool. Getting a little bit more excited about him by the day. Some more Josh Jackson notes who continues to impress. Uh, Josh Jackson with an absolute blanket coverage on EQ. He had a chance to pick it, but would have been tough. Nice play by 37. Second note, Josh Jackson, and this is quite a bit later, so I'm assuming it was a different note. Josh Jackson is picking up where he left off yesterday. Sticky coverage. And then the final note was about Adrian Amos, another guy who's having a real good camp. Uh, kind of already alluded to it when I talked about Devontae, but Adrian Amos had a pick against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and it's always a good thing when you can pick off a Rodgers to Devontae pass because that's a solid connection. So Amos is having a great start to camp. A lot of notes about his cerebral nature, right? They had this sort of end around kind of reverse type of play. It was it was all about trickery and, and the note on Amos was that he wasn't buying it. He bought he knew what was coming the whole way, sniffed it out and blew it up. So it's one of the benefits of having a guy like Amos. Again, he doesn't have that Darnell Savage upside as far as his physical nature, but he's such a smart football player. I mean he's assignment sure, always goes where he needs to be. Definitely another guy worth getting excited about. So that's it for notes. I mean we're 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 getting close, man. I mean, with no preseason, it's kind of, usually there's something to kind of look forward to a little bit more by now. But uh, they got two weeks, a little over two weeks to get their 53s uh, figured out and get the cutdowns going. So quite a bit more practice coming. Again, the biggest thing really is, is guys being healthy. Uh, hopefully there there isn't more restrictions on media access. 
Again, I'm not coming down on the side of the Packers here. I just, I don't like the whining. And ultimately, I do understand it, but I do think there should be some kind of a uniform thing. I mean, listen, at the let's also look at it this way. Teams have an unfair advantage. Some teams just do, right? Some teams play outdoors. Some play, teams play indoors. Some teams' stadiums hold 100,000 people. And then you got the Chargers uh, playing at Stub Hub Center, which holds 30,000 people, and it's half empty. Right, some some stadiums are indoors and built for acoustics so that it's ridiculously ear-bleeding loud. And some are outdoor stadiums with fans that aren't allowed to stand up and clap. So not everything's going to be perfectly equal. Some teams pump in their own sound, Falcons. So I don't know, there, there's a lot, of, a lot of moving parts. I guess I don't know really where I fall. Again, at the end of the day, their job is to win football games. That is my, my conclusion on that between the is their job to be entertainers for us and to provide us with as much entertainment as possible or is their job to win football games which is our entertainment it's probably somewhere in between it doesn't have to be entirely black and white but clearly if you had to pick one priority it would be their job is to win football game and as a fan i have a hard time being upset about them saying hey we've got an opportunity to have a competitive advantage to disguise what we're going to do and at the very least, come out week one and destroy the Vikings just by confusing. Right? The, the mystery's over by week two, but hey, we just wrecked the Viking. Even if that's all we did, and, and there's no other benefit, guess what? I'm suddenly on board. You got me. Uh, let me. I'll sign the waiver. I sign away all my rights to any information if it means a 52-3 to slaughter of the, Green Bay pa- or of the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Yes, sir. Sign me up. But we'll see how it goes. Again, we have, um, on the 5th is when they have to have their cut down, which is in 16 days, and then five days after that, we get our first NFL football game, Texans and Chiefs. It should be a really, really awesome game. I'm glad the season's kicking off with that. And actually, it's Thursday right now, so we are exactly, what is it, we are exactly three weeks away from football starting, from talking about, you know, from me having the opportunity to, to do a Texans versus Chiefs breakdown, right? And then we, oh my goodness, the, oh, the chills, the chills are crazy, man. Then we got the noon slate, Eagles and Washington football. They need to change that. That just makes me sick. Uh, Dolphins Patriots, which is fantastic because, I mean, it's a divisional game, but it's also two terrible teams and one of those terrible teams happens to be the Patriots. (laughs) I shouldn't say terrible. We'll see what Cam can do. Uh, He doesn't have a lot to work with out there, but it's, you know. How fantastic would it be if Tua actually was the starter and just ripped apart the paint? It would just be glorious. Of course, I won't know that because I'll be watching the Packers-Vikings, which is on also at noon. Colts and Jaguars. The Colts are going to just absolutely wreck the Jaguar. It's not a guarantee, but uh, I have a feeling after that game, you're going to hear everybody in the media talking about exactly what I've been telling you for a very long time. Watch out for the Colts. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to run for about 215 yards. You got Bears-Lions, which is going to be that game that you flip to, but you're paranoid because it's like, I, I don't want to miss the Packers game, but I have to watch this. I really want the Lions to win that game. I really think the Lions can win that game. I know I, I don't know why I'm doing a breakdown already. I'm just really, really excited to go through this. I'm really excited that football's almost here. I can feel the cold chill in the air. I can see my breath. I can smell the dying leaves on the wet ground. I just, I'm going to have a, a heart attack sitting here, just thinking about this. Oh... I'm so happy right now. Uh, Raiders-Panthers, kind of don't care about that one. Can't think what could possibly be interesting about that. Maybe watching Teddy, uh, Rugs, maybe. I don't know. I think the Raiders are going to 
be pretty solid. I can't guarantee they win this game because I don't know what the Panthers off, but I'm willing to bet they win. I think the Raiders are going to be kind of decent. I don't know. Jets, Bills, I, I, you know, the two teams definitely hate each other. They're not in the same division, but there's so much back and forth. You know, they're both New York teams, and they both have garbage quarterbacks who have fan bases that believe that their quarterback is really good, and they get into these little cat fights about whose quarterback is better, and it's like, dude, both of your quarterbacks are trash. I'm sorry. Um, I'm willing to give Darnold a chance because I think he's he's got some talent but no weapons. Um, but I just I, I really just don't care. Browns Ravens. I've been real high on the Browns and their potential, but I don't really expect the Ravens to go 0 and 1 to start the season, especially to a team that won like a half a game last year. Seahawks Falcons go Falcons. I doubt it, but that would be glorious. Then three o'clock slate. Bengals Chargers. Oh, talk about ugly. It'd be nice to see what Joe Burrow does, but my goodness. The battle of the ridiculous offensive lines. There's going to be 84 sacks in that game. I don't even know who the Bengals pass rushers are, but they're going to get sacks for the only game of the season. 49ers Cardinals, that's going to be ugly. People that are big on the Cardinals are going to have a great year and just watch and all that. It's just, I mean, I, I do think the 49ers are in, are in danger of massive regression, if not this year, in the coming years. I talked about that before, about how, you know, they, they just peaked after about four years of building, which means their guys are kind of getting older. A lot of guys coming up for contract. But, um, yeah, I think this is going to be a week one beatdown. Saints Buck, oh, that's going to be great. Because one of two things happens. The Saints go 0-1, which would be glorious. Or the the wonder child, Tom Brady, in this amazing, suddenly Super Bowl contender that couldn't find a way to win games last year that is now apparently better than the Packers, gets embarrassed by the, by the Saints. Either way, I am very happy about that one. Cowboys-Rams. Cowboys are probably going to wreck the Rams. I hope they don't, but probably that's a primetime game. Why is that primetime? Who cares about the Rams? Then we got two Monday night games, Steelers-Giants. That's a snooze fest. Steelers are going to just wreck the Giants. And then Titans-Broncos. titans, Bron- titans Bron- I'm going to like Titans. Oh, that's so I'm not even going to be able to watch that game. Oh, yes, I can. September 14th. I don't work. I'm taking two weeks off for the baby. I'm not. <laughs> I get to stay up late. Ha <laughs> ha. Take that life. Trying to keep me down all the time. That's going to be fun. I'm real high on the bro. I don't, I don't really believe in Drew Locke very much. But if he's even somewhat adequate with probably the best wide receiver, I mean, we got to see what the rookies can do, but very possibly the best wide receiver group in all of football, one of the best running backs in football, solid offensive line, great pass rushers, really good defensive line, solid corners, really good safeties, pretty good linebacker. I mean, there's, it's just, it's similar to like the Browns. It's like, there's, there's some of the better, it's one of the better teams out there, the Colts. And I don't know why they wouldn't be very, very good. Then you got the Titans, who obviously did pretty good last year. I think the Broncos might win that game, man. I think they might win that game. It's in Denver. I think they got more than enough talent to stop Derrick Henry. They went out and got Jarrell Casey, who, by the way, is a longtime Titan that was given away for peanuts, and he is not happy about that, who has the opportunity now to turn around and wreck his old team, along with Von Miller and, and Bradley Chubb. Mm-mm-mm, gonna be juicy. About as juicy as that steak I'm gonna be eating. I need to make a lot of steak because I'm eating steak for the noon games. I'm eating steak for the 3 o'clock games. I'm eating steak for the 9 o'clock game. And I'm not eating cold steak. Just keep that grill stoked up, baby. I'm sorry. I I probably should have just stopped the podcast and been talking to myself now. I don't think you needed to be involved in any of this. But uh, thanks for coming along for the ride. Ugh. I can't wait anymore. I'm going to have a heart attack. This is why I need to be doing this full time. I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm looking at the situation. I'm not working today. But I have to go to work Friday and then next week. 
how am I how am I supposed to go to work? Do you not understand that football's about to start? How am I supposed to focus on anything else? I gotta get this stoked up, man. We gotta get this podcast going. We gotta get YouTube going. I gotta find some sponsors. I can't do <laughs> I can't do this for very much longer, man. I can't be doing other things. Family and football. That 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 occupies about hundred and ten percent of my capabilities. Anyways. Again, you really don't, you, you can leave any time. I'm, I'm just talking right now. I don't have to go to work, so I don't have to stop this because I have to go to work. So I'm j- literally just talking to myself. You can, you're free to go anytime. Class dismissed. Actually, I probably should get going so I can get some YouTube stuff done. If you want to continue this conversation, head over to YouTube. I'll be getting some, some videos up over there. Also, again, make sure you're in the Packernet Podcast Facebook group because I need to have a chat with you folks. I want to do some content that is interactive. I want your faces on the video or your kid or your dog or your baby or something. couple ideas. Number one is a mock draft. Might be too early, but it's fun. Number two would be my favorite Green Bay Packers moment where you just tell me that and then I cut to it, which I think would be an awesome video. Or send in a video question. doesn't have to be a video, but I just want it to be. At the very least, make it a voice question. I'm not putting a text message up there. So either call and leave a voicemail or send me a video. Again, have your kids do it. It'd be super cute, and you don't have to put your face on there. And your kids love being on camera. Every opportunity kids get to be on a camera, they love it. All right? Please, thank you very much. I love you, and I miss you. And I'm sorry things didn't work out between us. (laughs) Again... You don't have to be here for this. Don't cry to me about my content. <sighs> you know what's really annoying while we're just chatting? Why do green screens have to be green? Do you know how many times I've had to change my outfit to do a YouTube channel because I happen to be wearing a Packers shirt and that's not allowed? Something else I got. I got to get rid of this green screen and like deck out my basement, which would require me first of all cleaning it, and then I got to buy some like neon lights and st- I don't know. I want to be able to wear Packers stuff, man, but I can't because it's green. Even like a different shade, it still gets a little fuzzy and weird. I don't know. Maybe I'll just do it because I don't care. The actual Packers lettering, which is yellow, that'll show up. You you know what I mean? Are you there? Is anybody there? (laughs) All right, let's cut it off. It's kind of an exercise to see how many people could make it to the end. If you made it to the end, hit me up. Let me know you actually stuck around. That would be funny. But I'm going to cut it off. Again, Pack Daddy NFL is my YouTube channel. Head over there. I'm going to try to get some uh, content up before the family wakes up. Otherwise, you folks have yourselves a fantunderful day. Talk to you tomorrow.